Good evening, citizens. I'm Devoid, and today I'm joined by not only Ravatheus, but also our friend and orgmate, Grufus. Hi, Grufus. Hello How there. you doing? So uh, this is Redacted, a live podcast where we talk about Star Citizen and its development. Yeah. So this week, uh, we're talking about the economy. Um, I think we're folks mainly going to be focusing on the actual in-game system economy. Um, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so that that's that's our focus today. We're um, gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Star Citizen's current economy, right? Where it stands right now, what we know to be Star Citizen's CIG's plan for the economy moving forward, and then I'd like to talk a little bit as we get further into this a, a little bit about what I hope to see. Uh, the economy turn into um so uh, the economy as it sits right now right yeah auto controller says what economy that's kind of where i'm at right um i feel like i feel like the economy right now it's obviously this game is an open alpha right it has been for 10 years there's people who believe it may never come out and it may not but that has affected the day-to-day -day economy of the game, right? It's not a priority for them right now. Uh, it is something that's being actively worked on, and we'll talk about that. But uh, as far as how it is right now, it's it's um, it's pretty unbalanced, right? So I think that anybody who's played for more than a month, right? Even some new players who hop on and mention they're new can attest to this, right? The economy is not balanced. Uh, you get in, and the ability to to make money is astounding. If you know what you're doing, you can spend an hour and make enough money to purchase the most expensive item in the game, most expensive ship, right? So as far as like needing to, to give time to, to the game, put in the hours to, to fill out your wallet and experience the game loops, right? It's not there. Yep. So uh, th that's just kind of a brief overview of the economy. Do you guys have any kind of input about Star Citizen's economy right now? There's not much to say, I think. So, so at the moment, all I have a comment about is um, things not being prepared. Uh, specifically myself at the moment. I'm going to step away like 30 seconds. I'll be right back. Go ahead and talk, Chris. Fine. Um, one, one sec. Um, basically, uh, the bigger the ship, the more money you're going to make, especially with trading and hauling at the moment. C2, you're going to make a bunch of money. And yeah. The whole C, yeah. you'll make about the same, a little less. Yeah, so um, that, that kind of reinforces my point, right? Um, if you, like I said, if you know what you're doing, right, uh, you can make you know, 50 million an hour, right? The most expensive thing in the game is 36 million, 32 million credits, right? The 890 jump. That's like 32.8, like, I think. It's it's, it's it's still it's a lot, right? But you can make that kind of money pretty much instantly. There's new players who join the game for the first time, and people just shovel money down their throats. Uh, really, all I'm trying to start out by saying is that Star Citizen's economy right now, if you can say it exists, is broken. But they're working on it, right? And I would like to reference right from the get-go a very important video that is going to be the basis for most of today's discussion. And I've actually got it right here, and Rev is going to link it. This is a video that CIG put out, what is this, two years ago? Uh, this is Tony Zervek talking quantum quasar and virtual AI. I like to refer to this video as the Holy Grail. Um, if there's two things that excite me about Star Citizen, it is the prospects of base building and the economy. And this video is why. 
So it's way too long for us to watch it right now and get into it. This is a 40-minute long video, but I encourage everybody who has invested more than $45 in this game, who feels fairly serious about investing in this project, to watch this video. It is utterly fantastic, and it, it might change your perspective a lot. But in it, Tony Zervik details how the Quanta system is going to work. And in short, his Quanta virtual AI system uh, talks about having, you know, a couple hundred virtual AI in a system to drive the economy. This is going to affect prices for, you know, your goods and commodities, things like ores and medical supplies and weapons and food and all of these different things, right? And uh, it's a very robust system and to me it works in such a way that makes a lot of sense right have you both seen this video um i i i don't know that i've seen specifically that video i might have uh i do know that i've seen uh videos talking about the complex quanta system and how uh ai uh, basically ai entities basically, you know, like NPC players, you can't see them, like, are we going to be running around participating in the economy, causing the economy to ebb and flow, uh, uh, even above and beyond what the players uh, themselves do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that'll that'll drive things like uh, resources running low, spawning missions uh, to bring resources into, into various systems. Um, you know, the resources... Uh, availability, uh, driving, uh, like things that are made from that meat resource, uh, the availability also, of those things, and just like piracy, piracy. I mean, just the whole the whole thing, right? The it's players will have uh, an impact on the economy. AI, however, will also have an impact on the economy. But most importantly, it's not going to be static, right? It's not going to be prices at this location are always X and you know, the respawn rate is Y. So you just have to wait long enough. It'll be there and it'll be cheap. It's not going to be that right. It's gonna, which to clarify is what we have now, which is what we have now. Um, yeah. So, and that's what most games have, right? They have some system where there's a set amount of stuff at the set price. It doesn't change. Um, and sort of typically, and typically, thing. yeah, and, and and even if there's no respawn timer, uh, I think the vast majority of the time, uh, if you're like bringing resources in, if you're selling stuff to that shop, it's not really going to affect the inventory on the shop. It's not really going to affect the prices. And if it does, it doesn't affect it much. Or if it does affect it much, it's something weird. Like I've got five on hand. The first two you buy your normal price. The third one you buy is going to be 50% more, right? And then all of a sudden the last one's like some ridiculous price. And it's 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 based on inventory for that store as opposed to the commodity price for the system or in the area in the context of actual demand. But the quantum right. system is supposed to handle all of that, which is, which is I think, the neat part. I will uh, Rufus, say, have you seen it? Have, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to elaborate. I know I don't talk this much normally. Uh, I will say, however, that in order for it to be fun, to be interesting, I think it will have to make 
swings that are probably in the realm of unnatural because I think real realistic swings will be too slow. They'll be too slight and it won't be interesting. That's all I yeah, have to say sense. about that. No, that, that makes sense. We can elaborate on that here in just a couple of minutes. Um, but I wanted to ask Rufus, have you seen this video? And if so, do you have any sort of comments or ideas about it? I have not seen the video since. What? Like, was it? I, I have not seen that video since. Um, okay. That, that was the sitcom 2952, right? Um, it came out two years. It's 2951 it came out. Okay. So that would be, be. This will be its third year out. Yeah, okay, so I haven't watched that video since probably th that new year. At, okay. So it's been a while, but I Two do years. remember the vague... I vaguely know how... Vaguely know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Do you what have it? any kind of uh, opinions on the Qantas system? Any uh, expectations? Any Anything that you're excited for or not excited for? Um, Mostly the effects that it'll have on base building whenever both are in the the game and how... You can sell your the stuff you mine from your your base mo mostly, and how okay. that'll affect trading. Yeah, base building I think is an important topic when it comes to economy, right? And uh, you both brought brought it up. Um, I think that's Drago is is controller in chat, auto controller. Uh, he also brought up base building, right? So it's important to to realize that when we do talk about base building especially in terms of the economy this is where we start entering that sort of speculation area right because they haven't exclusively said how the two are going to tie together we have the quanta video but it is aging right it's, it's coming up on two and a half years old now um and we know that base building is coming and we know that we're going to be able to do things like mine and refine right so it's obvious there's going to be some tie-ins there rev you mentioned that players will have an impact let's let's put that into perspective right just so people understand what impact means right you have your global economy and for now just to keep it simple let's let's confine this to the stanton system okay you have say a quarter million virtual ai individual virtual ai that are moving commodities across the system right at any given time it the idea as described in this video is that players might affect roughly 10% of the economy meaning if 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 a huge org got together and put on this blockade where they blocked off an important station that was responsible for refining the bulk of the system's aluminum or steel or quantanium or whatever right two things would happen one you know obviously it would affect the ability for that station to to run itself. It'd run low on food, so prices for food would go up. It'd run low on things like medical supplies, so those would go up, right? Piracy is now a problem, so security would, would increase, right? And so it would just kind of affect this station quite a lot. And then it would also increase prices of the whatever materials is produced at the station elsewhere in, in, the, in the system. Right. So if it was like a quantanium refinery and 80% of the system's quantanium was there, then prices elsewhere would go up because they have a hard time getting it right. But the second thing that happens is that the virtual AI would naturally react to this in such a way where, oh, this is our quantanium hub right now because it works out financially. Well, suddenly it doesn't work out financially. 
So the virtual AI will naturally start to shift and take their quantanium to another refinery. And so that sort of supply and demand will balance out, right? To where, oh, suddenly now this station is producing, you know, more refined quantanium. Yeah. Right. And so then, you know, this blockade is only going to be so effective for so long because now suddenly Stanton is getting more refined quantanium because they're going to another station. Right. Yeah. But so, then that still would affect the cost of the quantanium because it's having to travel farther. Uh, absolutely. So additional shipping costs, blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. But but but, but, um, it might, but it might become available. Just I mean, it would cost more. Right. Right. So it's um, not, but yeah, there's just, no way it's going to balance out to like, oh, it's like there's not even there anymore. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, you know, you make a good point. Uh, I'm just trying to iterate here that if a, a big, a great big org even blocked off a whole gate, right? Say the Stanton Pyro gate, because we're getting that one soon. If they even blocked off that whole gate, it's not going to completely tank Star Citizen's universal economy, right? It's not quite going to work that way. It's it's not going to be that affected by players. So just keep that in mind as we sort of discuss things. And so when we're talking about base building, like you both mentioned, right? Um, it is very exciting, right? Because we're going to be able to, to put in all of the work. We're going to be able to have blue collar orgs come in and produce quantanium from asteroids, refine it themselves, have virtually no out-of-pocket production costs aside from building and maintaining their settlement, right? Which, you know, we don't know what that's going to look like, but... They're going to be able to have this highly valuable resource and now they get to throw it into the economy right and so yep. that is that is very exciting because that's that's going to be a lot of influence there. i think a lot of us are excited for that yeah so so a, a bit of the uh the quantum system that i haven't really mentioned though right so i talked about how there's going to be even you did tal there's going to be like essentially ai entities running around acting in the same capacity that players do throughout the game with regards to uh, gathering, generating, transporting resources or materials, goods, whatever. Because it's actually like an AI entity that's going around doing it, uh, generally speaking, unless there's, it's, 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 it's kind of like that whole, um, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound kind of a thing, right? So they're going to be running around doing things. They're not going to be, they're not going to be visual. You're not going to be able to see that, you know, you won't see them. Uh, right, they're not physicalized. They're not physicalized. So, but, but if you happen to be in the place where they're supposed to be, they, they will physicalize so that, that you can true. interact, act with them. So if there's some, some invisible AI, like whole E transporting goods, you know, from, you know, you know, into Stanton, taking it down to Lorville, right. And you happen to be there when they pop out a quantum they will physicalize and you'd be like, oh, you could potentially um hire them. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say with the with the with the stopping them in the space. What's the oh, word? Interdict. And you could yeah, interdict. Thank you. You could potentially interdict them. Um, you know, jam their quantum drive so they can't get away, you know, and and totally pirate that that cargo. Um, um, Odo, Odo asked a question, uh, if Quanta is supposed to be affected by the NPCs too, how much percent Quanta is the NPCs? That's right. It's, it's, it is the NPCs, right? It's, it's, they have different scripts, right? So the NPCs that you see walking around area 18, buying fucking smoothies and ice cream and wham burgers, right? Um, that is Quanta. It yeah. is, that is Quanta, right? Because it's going to be such an infinitesimal amount 
just the one NPC buying a Whamburger Deluxe, right? It's not going to like, like, oh, you bought a Whamburger, the next one's 50 cents more, right? It's not going to affect it quite like that, right? So the, the, the percent for an individual quanta is going to be infinitesimal. Where the, the difference comes, where this is affected is by the sheer number of virtual AI that's going to be present in the system. Tony Z in this video details talking about one, two, maybe 300,000 virtual AI in a system. Yeah, if you imagine for every one player, there's going to be essentially at least 10 to 20 NPCs also doing shit that have the same amount of influence as you do. I feel like 10 to 20 is way low. You said 10%. <laughs> that's 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 nine and one. So I suppose I'm, you're right. I suppose you're right. <laughs> I'm just doing math here based on based on the numbers you gave. But you, you may be right. You may be right. It could be... Um, and I remember what I just said was like about 10 to 20 NPCs doing the same things you are. That's not 10 to 20 NPCs walking around a station and never leaving. Right. You're right. Right. So that's you're actually right. going out and doing mining, going out and taking on bounties. That's going out and, 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 and doing cargo runs. Yeah, no, you are exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, yeah. So I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> um so going on from this Grufus um with knowing what we know right is there anything that you know aside from base building right that you hope to see come to fruition that maybe hasn't been detailed yet by CIG um the of course, the overall economy, but I'm really getting really into the whole cargo hauling of either investing my own money or just taking contracts. Okay. So like putting stuff in my merchantman or my um, or maybe even like a Polaris or something if it's like variable valuable cargo, getting people on board and making sure that's safe cargo. Um, that cargo gets there safe. But I mean, aside from base building, there's not a whole lot in the economy that I'm super invested or knowledgeable about okay rev do you have anything uh, else that you want to say before i bring up a really big topic you said that hasn't that that, that we t hadn't really mentioned and and yes i don't know if this is what you're going to talk about or not uh Go for it. but bring it up player shops if it is well that is what i was going to bring up 100 exactly player shops because here's the thing right we've said i've said many times how how invested I am in capital ship play. My first yes. capital ship that of course nobody has, but the first one that I laid down way too much money on was the Drake Kraken privateer. <laughs> so I, I know a lot of people are into uh, the banning merchantmen and they're looking for, you know, to, 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 you know, fly around the merchantmen, but I want my privateer very similar in style uh, when it comes to the shops, maybe it has less shops than the merchantman. I don't know. I haven't looked. I don't care because it's also got a flight deck and massive amounts of guns. But um, yeah, no. So it's but, but but it's outfitted for to be a flying shop, right? It's like it's like it's like an all inclusive forward operating base, and I love. That. I want to blast really bad children's music. And just be the uh, the 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 space 
like ice cream truck for for guns <laughs> i love that i really really love that and and quick just to answer controller's question again it's not going to be a flat black and white 10 percent. we're saying that at most if you coordinate a huge group to try and inf and, and adjust the economy globally at the very most you'll have a 10 percent influence and but that's that's Drake, that's our understanding and expectation. Correct. That is our understanding and expectation. Um, to player shops, right? You want to be you want to be uh, the ice cream man for guns. I really love that. Yep. So hey, the the the, the PFC Kraken's uh, coming around. We should uh, get every let everybody know. Yeah, all the neighborhood kids come running down the block and they're fucking freelancers and <laughs> cutty blacks. Like, oh, oh what have you oh, got for got, us today? You have any rail guns today? Oh, oh I'll take code? two. You know? <laughs> exactly. I love that. I really love that. Um, player shops, right? Um, before I get into this rabbit hole, I'd like to give Grufus a chance to elaborate on player shops if he has anything to say about them. Because I have a lot, and I'll go. <laughs> um, I guess, obviously, I have a merchant man, but... Um... The main thing I'm excited for for butt player shops is being able to buy something from a player where it's where said component is cheap and then going somewhere else like Pyro or Nix or some such where they're going to be more expensive and selling them there. Like long haul trucking in space? Yes. yes. And for, also maybe player items. That's yeah, a big even, part that I'm going to talk about. Cause yeah. And maybe even going like you. to the Xeon or most especially the Banu and sell them, selling them to the aliens. Yeah, if and see, when that's straight up game. traveling merchant, yeah, yes, yeah. Get I mean, you, some, you, need buy your, cheap. you need to get your your blue robe trimmed in gold and put your little arms together and go, hmm, hmm, and then come just come ask for emeralds all the time, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, I, um, I mean, I have a few places where I want to set up like a small base that I can lay low in if I ever get into trouble, but. I, I, I like traveling around. It's gonna I be it's gonna be a big thing. I like being go on the run or on the go, rather. So there is what I have found to be a little known fact about player trading, and that is the fact that it is already fairly rampant in Star Citizen. I say it's rampant because I've been doing it a lot, and our organization, the Pyro Freelancer Corps, have been doing it a lot. But it kind of astounds me how often I see that players don't realize that player trading on a large scale is happening already. So was it 315, Grufus, that we got our inventory system? I think it was, right? I It was definitely, I think, the it was, year it was, before it was last. But... In that area, right? So yeah, we, I think it fairly... was... Three... Yeah, 315 sounds maybe, right. Maybe 316. Yeah, somewhere we around there. recently got a, uh, in an in inventory uh, update. Right beforehand, you your inventory was in your Wobby glass, and you could hold infinite objects. You could have a thousand rail guns shoved up your ass, and it was no problem. Right. Well, now we've got limited inventories, and with that, they also introduced the looting system, where things like bunkers and buildings have boxes that have loot in them. Well, to promote looting, they ended up removing a large chunk of variant items from player shops, such as colored uh inquisitor armors 
right? Such as heavy weapons like snipers, grenade launchers, railguns, right? Things like that. Completely gutted them from the shops. They did this to promote looting to get us out there and interacting with these loot boxes, pulling items out. That way they can measure, oh, how, how, you know, what kind of drop chance do we want to have on certain items? You know, are these too common? Are these not common enough? Right. Uh, and so that's, that was kind of their purpose. But they unknowingly bred a really awesome player trading network here. And when that happened, there were groups that sprung up that just went out and they looted for hours and hours and hours. They got huge stockpiles of things and then they would post them for sale because you couldn't buy them in shops. So players created shops. Yeah. Um, our group is one of them, right? We didn't we didn't get in on the ground floor, but we did get in, I feel, pretty early. We found a couple of resources that we could use to trade items. And it's uh, when, when organizations who are built around things like combat uh, discover that there are these resources available, they spend a lot of money for ease of access, right? Because these large groups such as the Avenger Spartans, right? Such as like Vanguard, right? In my own experience, they don't necessarily want to spend their time running bunkers back to back to back for hours on end to gather their uh, their armories, right? To, you know, they don't want to spend three hours running bunkers just to outfit their guys with enough heavy weapons for one event and they got to go back and do it again, right? So so they they buy them. They buy large quantities of these things for large amounts of money, and they just they go on their way and they do what they want to do. Um, and uh, and we've gotten pretty lucky. And I really hope moving forward that it, it sounds like they might, but I really hope that CIG makes player like 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 they build their economy and their shop system with player trading heavily in mind. Yeah. Right? I hope so. And I, th I think they will. And if no, if for no other reason, I think, then um, EODL controller mentioned uh, crafting, right? There has to be things that are only available through the crafting system. Agreed. And with that, that makes player driven, you know, player player owned shops, the prime place for getting those types of things. Agreed. And I backing on that, right? Kind of kind of writing is they they announced blueprints. They they announced crafting, they announced blueprints just this last year at CitizenCon, right? They said blueprints are going to be the basis for crafting. Everything will have a blueprint. They also mentioned that blueprints not only refer to the plans, like the actual physical makeup of an item, but also the makeup of that item with different materials. So a blueprint for Let's just use like a Coda pistol, for example, right? You may find like a shitty blueprint where you can use shitty materials to build a shitty Coda pistol that wears out really quick, right? It's a Coda still, but, you know, it's it's shitty, but it's cheap, you know, easy to build, and you can sell a lot of them. Or you can find a nice blueprint that teaches you how to manufacture this Coda pistol, pristine materials that lasts a long time. It's very reliable. Maybe it gets a damage buff, right? And something like that, that top tier item may only be craftable. You can't find it in the, in the world, right? You can't buy it at a NPC shop. And so that's where I kind of think that might tie in, right? Um, the second thing in that regard that I want to mention is if anybody who's listening has experienced the pyro playground and and i haven't personally yet but i know some of what it what it entails you may have seen that a couple of the stations maybe just one uh, I, I don't really know it doesn't matter um they have things like 
uh, LMGs and rail guns and grenade launchers for sale, which they don't in Stanton. Okay, he says four four stations. I'll take his word for it. Uh, they have these heavy weapons for sale at NPC shops where you cannot buy them in Stanton. Groovis was talking about taking cheap items from one space and flying them system to system to a place where maybe they're not available. Well, this could be a chance to do that, right? If you have a lawful organization such as the Med Runners or Vanguard or someone who doesn't want to get their hands dirty, who may not want to venture into pyro and deal with the piracy, right? Groups like us who will be in Pyro or other groups who don't mind getting their hands dirty can go to Pyro, spend a bunch of money to obtain these, and then take the risk to transport them into Stanton. Now, that or, also begs or, the question. Or kill a bunch of people to take them. Or, right, right. They, they can acquire them. They can acquire them. They can go through and acquire them. Strategically, um, I, I forget what that, that acronym was that someone made. Um, strategically transfer... Um, equipment to an alternate location there you go there you go um yeah you can strategically transfer equipment to an alternate location and then take the risk of smuggling it into a system where they're desirable but maybe unlawful such as stanton right i grufus you're kind of the lore buff of the three of us but i believe that things like heavy weapons and such are illegal in stanton right do you know um, have they said? I don't. I don't know if they they've said anything, but I'd imagine they they will be, uh, and they most certainly will be in Seoul and Terran, like extremely high security systems. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you, I mean, they have like a Space Seven Eleven where you can buy guns here, and we're in America, so buying guns isn't the hardest thing in the world. But you can't just walk into a gun shop and buy a freaking RPG, right? You know, there's some channels you got to go through, and maybe you can. Rev, you live in Texas, you tell me. Honestly, <laughs> Texas is a little more difficult than even New Mexico. Oh, really? Well, yeah, sure. But my point is, is that, you know, you can't just willy-nilly walk into a gun shop and be like, I'd like that rail gun, please. Like, it's not going to work like that in most civilized no. space. So, so yeah, that's that's another part of the, the player economy that I'm excited for, right? There's also going to be things like system-specific armors that people might like. Armor trading is huge. Something that's really big is uh, people really enjoy the hard-to-get armors such as the Hurston and Crusader security boss armors, the Artemex for the Hurston, and then the, the Warzoff offset for like Crusader. so much. It's so ugly. You know, I agree with you. I don't get the hype, you know, because they're all branded Crusader security, Hurston security. That's a huge turnoff for me, right? If it was just like a cool shade, I could get that. Yeah, but it's branded. It's branded, so I don't care for it. Well, but even, people, even other even, people do. Yeah, even the design is weird. Yeah, you know, and and for that very reason, I'll go in there and I will stockpile the crap out of that stuff because exactly. you're right, it's lucrative. But I mean, you don't have to get it to to support the economy. Um, controller, you're sort of reinforcing my point, though. You can buy an RPG online, but it's going to be a private party sale. Right. And you have to know the channels. This is kind of the same thing that I'm talking about. Right. You can buy fucking railguns in Stanton, but it's going to be a private party sale and you got to have the right channels. Right. So, it, but yeah, there's an RPG seven for sale for a thousand bucks online, whatever. My point stands. You cannot walk down the street to a gun shop where you live and say, hi, I'd like an RPG, please. It just doesn't happen. So, 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see these things kind of come together to see player shops be the main. I want I would love for player shops to be the main source of buying everything. I'd love to see player shops spring up to provide medical services and supplies. I'd love to see player shops pop up to be fucking food carts and shit, you know, because we know that that's going to be important. I'd love to see. I'd love to see that. You know? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset to find that, like the existing shops we have, right? So your your Cubby Blasts, your um, I can never remember anything. The Red like Casabas, Casabas, yeah. That those well maybe not center mass because they're a manufacturer, right? Um, well, sure, but they have storefronts, right? But but that's not what I'm. I'm but I'm, I'm. I. It's fine. Carry whatever. on. Maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm I'm whatever. To have those those locations at some point, or 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 locations in the city be player owned, if you can keep the stock up, if you can maintain, if you can if you, you can pay those rents. Right? Are you thinking of franchising these companies? Not necessarily. <laughs> as a not player necessarily. buying a location. So, so we've got like fun. Tammany and Sons, right? I sure. I envision that that's just some guy and his sons opened up a shop in Lorville. Boom, right? So we got Tammany and Sons. They've got uh, some armor. They got some limited, uh, you know, they or they got lots of clothes. They got some limited armor, so, some stuff. Tammany and Sons. I, I'm imagining that, but a player, right? I've got enough money to pay the initial rent. I've got enough gear to stock the uh, to stock the shop, and if I can just maintain my business over the course of however long by getting people in because I've stocked the right stuff, then I'll be able to hold on to this shop. Or if I can't, I lose my lease. Somebody else comes on. Hey, I can buy that lease, and they get they come in and they and they take the shop. That, I would love to see something like that. You know, if this were anything other than Star Citizen, I would say that you were crazy for suggesting it. But knowing <laughs> what I know, right? I feel like that's that's plausible. So we know that Lorville was recently reworked. And a huge part of that is because their buildings were not scaled properly to suit building interiors. Now it is, right? All of the buildings are to scale, so interiors can function properly. And we know that they're going to have things like rentable hab spaces, right? And with the economy moving the way that it is and with what we're talking about that we hope to see, it doesn't seem outlandish to me that shop space would be available to rent to do exactly that. And at that point, it's just like a real shop where you got to promote. You have to make sure that you keep your stock up. You know, you got to get people in the door. You got to make sales. You know, you have to have a, a product people are looking for. Right? Rentable billboards. Give us rentable oh, billboards. Yes, I love that. I there like that are be... there are signs all over every fucking city. Let us put our shop logo on one. Also, um, at jump points, because they have a bunch of jump points as well. Yeah, wherever, wherever. Yeah, do you guys know how abused those would be? Do you know how many yes. people would buy billboards just to have? clever ways of putting profanity or phallic images on there yeah i mean obviously i would, I anything... would absolutely shell out every week every month just to say hey have you seen my dick billboard <laughs> yeah well I totally would yeah sure sure i mean obviously something <laughs> like that has to be moderated right Any, anytime you start dealing with player provided images you know player so provided names but be... still 
this might be too many resources internally, but I could imagine where you'd have to like submit your billboard to like the billboard company, the ad company, and they have to approve it. But it's actually just CIG, like, you know, going through and and approving them. Maybe they don't have the resources for that. Maybe that's too much to ask. That sounds like a lot of extra employees to add. Sounds like an intern job. It really does. It sounds like an intern job where they, they brief the intern. Look, you need to make sure we don't get fucking sued. You screw up, you're fucking gone, and you're done in this industry, buddy. <laughs> oh man! Which oh no! I let that, a dick um, pick through. You're which, done. Which would mean they or um, like or like an IRL company logo? Like that'd be bad. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like org logos, org promotion, shop promotion. Yeah, it could, that it, would be it, great. I'm just imagining the ways that it could get actually bad because that's that's not good. There are some things that you could that people could try to slip in. That would be truly horrific. So you'd have to be super careful. Yeah, it would. You would. It would there would definitely need to be a screening process for any applications, you know. Um, and yeah, it, it could get bad. So you know, I hope may, maybe uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like hedge my bets on that one at all, Rev. Yeah, but that would be cool to see. It would. That would be cool I, to I, see. I would be sh- I would be shocked and and delighted. To find that they did it, but I, I mean, that I don't might, see it. That might be that might be something where if you wanted to promote, you know, I know that they're working to integrate like Spectrum in game. Right? Oh God! With the new Obi Glass, hopefully we might see something like that. But I could see you putting like a shop out on Spectrum, you know, and and maybe you know you can access that via Obi Glass, and maybe like it'll pop up if there's like an ad section. Yeah, you know? I I could see them doing something like, uh, so for your your org, you know, people like to to have you know, their org logos and maybe a couple of images associated with their org, right? I could see oh, them look, saying, okay, we great. got a bot. Yep. Oh, look at that. That's not a bot. <laughs> we got a bot. Yeah, you need, you, need, you need a bot. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's see what can we do about the bot. Can we do something about the bot? I bet I can. Oh, wait. It's okay. You handle that. Um, okay, give sub. No, I don't want to do any of that. You know what I want to do? I want to ban him. <laughs> do that. Anyway, um, um, go ahead, Griffiths. I was gonna say, um, go back to rent for a bit. It could also be like different places that have different rent costs. So, like, if you want to have a shop at the spaceport, it'd Absolutely. be more than if you're a, if you it'd be more than if you wanted to just get one, like the Metro Center at Louisville. Yeah, and I mean that would definitely be doable, right? Because that that would utilize a similar mechanic to like high sec, medium sec, low uh, no sec, right? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to. I wanted to finish what I was saying. Right. Yeah. So, please do. Please do. Great. So, Spectrum orgs submitting their 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 images and stuff for their orgs on the website. I would imagine. I could. I could imagine uh, a process by which somebody like like you say, "Hey, I wanna. I wanna make this available in game," and they go, "Okay, great. Well, we'll look at it." Those images potentially being. No, that's still tough because they have to then be so, added to the so game. So the reason I bring up game, Spectrum, no, it's not going to happen. The reason I bring up Spectrum is because CIG has, and this was this was a while ago, so I don't, I, I, I can't speak as to if this is still the truth. But CIG have spoken to wanting to fully imp, uh, implement 
Spectrum into your Moby Glass, where there's a Spectrum tab, and you can access Spectrum in-game. We know that the services are tied together because when you're in Spectrum, you can see that on the game, and and when you're on Spectrum, you can see people who are playing. And so, so the services are tied together, but they want to implement its functionality onto the Moby Glass. And so they could utilize their existing team of, of Spectrum staff to moderate what goes on on Spectrum. And then if you were to post up ads or org promotions or business promotions or whatever in a specified area, it doesn't seem outlandish to me that if you had, say, an ad space, right, and you posted an ad, right, like it could take images from that ad and it could put them as pop-ups, like on the side of whatever, like your your, your comms, it'll just have a little pop-up on the side, bink, and it's just like Tammany and Sons, you know? Yeah, so so here, here's, the, here's the thing, right? As I was just saying it and describing it, I was thinking about, oh, well, what would that look like for an implementation? And immediately it occurred to me that the trouble with that is getting that image to all of the players, right? So it has to happen one of a couple of ways. Either it has to be packaged in like a, 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 a download. When you log in, you know, when you get the updates, it has to be packaged that way so that it's available in your uh, local resources so that it can be displayed while you're playing the game. Or it has to be streamed to you at some point, at which point it's going to be in your shaders or something. And then the more the more player-generated images, and let's be real, there would wind up being a ridiculous amount of them. It'll just start stacking up, eating up local resources. I get the impression, even as I'm thinking about it, that it's probably a bad idea. Resource management, if for no other reason. So it probably and that's fair, it. right? We're getting, we, I, I admit, we are getting a little bit outlandish in our speculation here. Yeah. Um, well, so it, maybe we should d- <laughs> dial it back a yeah, little bit. Yeah, let's dial bit. it back, all right. Um, it's it's really cool to think about and it's cool to daydream, um, but that would be a lot. That would be a lot. Um, but as far as the economy itself goes, I think uh, that yeah, as long as they have player-driven shops toward the front of their priority list when they're building these systems out, I think we'll be okay. Because yeah. whether they, I, I'm sure they see it, right? But whether they see it or not. the potential for player trading to bring meaningful gameplay is huge. Yeah, so here, here, here's something to, more speculation, this sounds more realistic. Uh, so Zero. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step into Minecraft for just a moment, whereby you can find some location, you can find resources, you can, there are ways for you to build these, 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 Systems that spawn resources and in, 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 in like just keep creating gold for a period of time, for example. Also, sure. uh, other games in the past, for example, Star Wars Galaxies, right? Where you know, you know, they they had like some resource management stuff where you could like put a put a put like a gas miner and it would it would just generate gas and generate gas and you would you would wind up just stockpiling stuff. So I'm curious. If they're if they will build uh, the 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 resource gathering and management and crafting stuff in such a way that you can link them, so I've got for example some kind of a some kind of a a a, a pump jack that's pumping up some resource some liquid resource from the ground. We know that that's used to make. A plastic, or maybe it's used for 
you know, process into fuel or something, right? So that we can then take that, pipe it directly to a refining system, possibly then ship it off over into a manufacturing facility where we've got uh, blueprints set up, and then it automatically generates those objects. You see what I'm saying? I'm curious. You're talking about to... automation. I am talking about automation, I... but it, it and... would obviously be expensive and it would take up space. And so there would be resource management even with that. But I'm curious if that's I on the need radar. To... I need to look back on my resources for what they've discussed, right? And Grufus, feel free to to yeah. chime in here. I, I think that they have specifically said that it's going to they, require some manual, um, manual. That stuff. they they don't want it to be a fully automated process. They're trying to steer away from the automation. So you're going to have sure. to do things like like you have. You have to have somebody go get the resources out of the pump jack and take it over to the refinery. Once it's done, you have to get them for the refinery. You have to take them over to the manufacturing facility. That's cool. correct. I mean, sure. Yeah, that's fine. So as far I, as I, just I, as far as hooking up a line and plugging it in and saying yeah. do this, it's not going to work that way. Yeah, they're not going to go really for it. That's both too bad like and also animations. I get it because yeah. I guess with the automation, you could have a system where like people figure it out. And then just all of a sudden, they're just making ridiculous amounts of resources, flooding the mar- flooding yeah, the economy, making too also, like, ridiculous amounts of money. Also, right, and I'm going to reference uh, a story that Love Machine has told me, right? You could just find noobs to work for you for ridiculously cheap. Shout out to Love Machine and your uh, newbie plant pickers. I remember that. Um but you just, uh, yeah, if you find like a bunch of new players who are looking to make money, be like, hey, I will give you a steady, reliable job. Come if here. I'm not mistaken, <laughs> what she was talking about was finding noobs, kidnapping them, and forcing them to work on her plantation. Something like that. Maybe it was. <laughs> that, that sounds that's... very much like what she was talking about. Potato, that's... tomato, right? It's the same <laughs> shit. What, My... <laughs> go, go ahead, Griffiths. Didn't um, Elite Dangerous have something similar during the same time or d- during no some idea? Point? I have never played Elite Dangerous. Never touched nor it. Nor will I. Nor yeah. will I. Um, I heard. I've heard stories. I have played Elite Dangerous maybe once. Um, or an experience player will bring a, you like show you a ship, they'll take you out to the middle of nowhere, and then plop you, and you can't get back. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being a problem, but that's that's economy aside. What I'm, uh, what I expect, and and I'll probably even try to do this right is to, to genuinely hire new players who maybe don't understand the value of their time quite yet and pay them <laughs> pe- peasants' wages. That seems say, a hey, lot to them. That seems like it's decent. At least it's consistent. Like 10000 or some such. We don't know what the economy is yeah, going to look like in a year. I'll give you $2 an hour to come and move this unrefined quantanium into the refinery and back out again. You know, and they're like, oh, two whole dollars. Oh, two dollars. Yeah, that that would be fun, right? Because, you know, it's not automation technically, but it is for you. When death starts to matter, it won't have to be new players. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. That's true. uh, I'm curious to see how wallets are going to be affected by death. Um, I guess we'll see when we see. Um, I'm, I'm fairly certain there'll be an inheritance system. Yeah, I mean, if there's I not, there then death is too harsh. Death, um, death, death of a spaceman is a whole different um, conversation, I think, to have. Um, yeah, and it has very little uh, effect with the economy. Um, I, I would love to talk about it sometime, but uh, not, not today. 
um anyway yeah i'm i'm just very excited for players to have such an influence right cool so with uh with the crafting system with quanta with all of these economy pieces shops etc that brings into question like things like uh storage and physically we're getting back into like physicalized cargo and 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 and, and such right so what do you think it'll look like to store mass amounts of resources for the purposes of crafting and for selling how, how do you, how do you think we, they'll 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 deal with that or how would you like to see them deal with you know, like this inventory management for whatever gameplay loop we're talking about, whether it's, uh, like I said, resource gathering, refining, manufacturing, selling, shipping. I have an answer, but I'd like to hear what Groovis has to say first. Um, I, I don't really know. Production isn't 100% what I'm more into. I'm, I am more into the, the selling itself, but got to come from somewhere though right yeah it has to come from somewhere and from i've always just thought of just buying it off someone so i don't have to deal with that because fine by me yeah come on come on by yeah so 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 from your perspective uh you would be just like the uh the contract trucker that's like hey i found a load go get your load do it but you know got another load grab that one and do it so that you don't have uh so you got reduced overhead no storage uh, to deal with well, shit that's that's okay because i would love to answer this question um as someone who very much looks forward to managing a, a production facility in a base right where we will have things that we have to you know, stockpile on maybe we'll have to set it aside to you know get ready for pickup maybe somebody wants to buy a large amount of things and we have to produce it and hold on to it until it's all done I've, I've given this a little bit of thought, right? Oh. And I, I do not want us to store the bulk of our commodities on site. And when I say on site, I mean like at our settlement. And the reason being is because we intend to live in pyro. Raids are probably going to happen fairly frequently. I imagine that maintaining and rebuilding our settlement is going to happen all the time. And I've just accepted that. It hasn't even happened yet. I have no idea how it's going to work. I'm just accepting that it's going to be a long-term situation. We're always going to be fixing something. So I intend to build an off-site secret warehouse where only a few people know where it's at. And if we get a guy who comes in and is like, hey, we need you to move X amount of cargo to Y system, they can say, okay, great. I'll be there tomorrow. They show up. Well, we get, you know, one of our $2 an hour fucking noob interns to come by, you know, and pick up a load from our warehouse and bring it in and load it up and take it from there. Right. So as far as storing things, I absolutely believe and hope that we'll be able to build specific storage facilities, warehouses, um, climate controlled things for like like food and medical supplies. You know, I, I definitely feel like this is going to it's going to be a thing. And to add to that, um, CAG has gone kind of back and forth on whether or not they're going to allow stations. But having one in the middle of in the middle of space would also probably make it even more safe, since it, it would be yeah. in the middle of deep space. Yeah, space. you know, offsite, it, it could be anywhere, right? As long as it's not in the middle of the settlement, because yeah. if we get bombed and we lose, you know, a hundred thousand tons of quantanium, we're fucked. So here's 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 my thought. Sure. Um, space is three dimensional in Star Citizen. 
right? It's yeah. not it's not flat. I imagine that we could very easily come up with a way to have something that is in such a strange location, far enough away from anything, that the odds of anybody stumbling upon it is effectively zero, right? Where we could have sure. something like a large capital ship just hanging out, where we could store things, right? Um, so like Cyro one. You talk about that. I'm gonna make it just a just a quick uh, tangent. Um, I don't want to talk about this too much, but uh, you say keeping the capital ship there. Maybe we can't because maybe we'll have ships with long range scanners that'll pick up on that and be like, oh, what is this little ping? Go and figure it out. That may be, but a ship that's powered down with no energy okay. signature. Right? Yeah, fair. Because nobody's living on it. At that point, it. I suppose. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah it becomes right. a rock at that point. And I'm talking millions of miles off of the main plane. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm, I'm saying I let's, do. Let's, let's point straight the fuck up and let's quantum for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes and stop. Oh, fuck. Okay. Let's, let's drop a fucking pointer there that a couple of people know about and let's go back. That's where our ship is. I like that idea. That's definitely more out of the way than I was thinking. I'm talking <laughs> fucking out of the way. You're not going to stumble on this thing. So like on the outside of the, completely outside of the system. Yeah. You know, like the system's kind of flat maybe, this maybe. way. You got your planets fucking up here, like, like fucking way the hell up here <laughs> or way the fuck down there, so you know, like off of the main the, um, plane of the solar system. So like how the, um, wicked disaster missions pop up, but more extreme. Yeah. I don't know how they, sh they, they show up, but I'm definitely they, thinking they, maybe, yeah, they, they are, maybe they are, more extreme. They can be, yeah, they, they can go. 20 million um above the 20 million kilometers above the plane of really the game. yeah so then yeah, so then like that, that. yeah something and then like that, so, yeah. so I, w I wanted to mention something else right because i've been sitting here thinking about uh because i brought up i brought up uh crafting right and then this idea of storing stuff and then one way to keep from having to store stuff is contract production runs yeah right so Hey, you have a blueprint that you want made. I've got a ton of resources and a manufacturing facility. You want a hundred items for your blueprint. Great. I can make you those hundred items from your blueprint, right? We give you the hundred items. We give you your blueprint back. Boom. Contract manufacturing. Uh, that, that sounds really cool. That does sound really cool. And I'm, I'm curious I mean, if that's something that'll find its way into the verse. That sounds like something that even if CIG doesn't build uh, mechanics for it, that sounds like something that's easy enough to get away with that players will in yeah, one if, way or if, another. If they build the system right, then it becomes feasible. They're, it's possible for them to build the system in such a way as to prevent it. But if they don't intentionally so, prevent it, then I see it. It's very like very possible. Just, just as kind of a, a last thing, we're speaking of players coming up with uh, these sort of contracts on their own, whether CIG provides the mechanics or not. I'm going to, sh I'm sharing my screen one more time. Uh, this is an example that I have of players uh, going above and beyond past what CIG has given us actual mechanics to do and building out their own digital marketplace where they can buy, sell, and trade 
gear exactly like i was describing before snipers big guns armors right this is sc market um oh. group called empyrean shores uh their leader thalamant has built out his own uh, sc org trade tools sort of website and this is part of it that uh, a mutual friend um has built and he's put a lot of effort into it. He continues to put a lot of effort into it. And this is a fantastic tool. So just to kind of wrap this up, if you are interested in helping to perpetuate the player economy and get into player trading yourself, I highly advise going to SC Market. And the, the I'll kind of come out of full screen here so you can see. It's sc-market.space right there at the very top. And we'll put a link to it in the Twitch chat right now. Uh, we'll also put a link to it in the YouTube video. This is a great resource, and this is a fantastic way to get involved in player trading. And we think it's a lot of fun. We've spent a lot of time just, just building this out. The very first month that we got involved with this, we got uh, sc-market.space. Ah, okay. Okay. Let me let me fix that. <laughs> um, the, the very first month that we went in uh, and we started player trading, we made collectively a quarter billion credits. Now, that doesn't seem like a whole lot right now with... ERTs and, and cargo being absolutely bonkers, but you know, in 316, 317, you know, that was, that was considerable, right? Um, he says, Here's a question Will we have a real time updating commodity uh, site like uh, Elite Dangerous does? That depends on, I, on the API that uh, CIG offers. I believe that regardless of the API, there are, uh, here, I'm going to go to one more site that I wasn't prepared to. This is Seastone, Cornerstone. Cornerstone is a whole nother organization. And one guy there, his name is Meepowski. He put together this website. They all work together, but I'm, I think I think Meep pretty much manages this. They are diligent about tracking things like commodity pricing, best trade routes. Uh, they they do things like planet surveys where you know you can you can just see all the different locations if you want to get to like caves that are unmarked you know they teach you how to get there they're just they're super diligent about keeping all that stuff up to date and i think that regardless of api i can almost guarantee that there's going to be a dude from cornerstone doing at least daily updates on this this is a fantastic site and if you're ever looking to to, to look at anything as far as commodity pricing trade routes uh, planetary survey stuff you should absolutely check this out cornerstone will absolutely be up to date on that api or not whether it's okay. automatic or manual, I, I feel like they're going to do it because they're on top of it. And so. if and if um, CIG keeps up their promise with mod, with allowing modding, um, which is questionable, um, I I think. Um, Where was that said? There oh, used no. to be mod tools. Okay, this is, was a long time ago. This is a long time ago. So um, from the get go, Saren. The intent was for people to be able to spin up their own servers and for the game to be moddable. It's still on the target. In, they still they're still planning on doing it. I don't know what that looks like. Okay. But yeah, that's 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 we like might have a, to talk about that some other time. We're we're, in, we're running out of time today, but that's news to me. Yeah, it's an initial yeah. launch uh uh deliverable. I was gonna say, um with modding or not, I would imagine even if they don't directly give us the ability to track commodities, we'd be able to use those tools to make make um, use those tools to make something like a more advanced version of Gallagher SC Trader. 
or SC markets. Yeah, I feel like if you could spin up your own server and mod it at that point, it becomes a single player or a private experience, you know? Yeah, and I feel you, like you, you, in one of the recent, um, um, like, what do they call it? The Inside Star Citizens? There was at least one or two offhand comments about the intention that they still intend on having people be able to spin up servers. Yeah, definitely news to me, but that is interesting. We'll have to talk about that some other time. Um, but hey, we're uh, we're about at our hour, so I think that wraps up our conversation. Um, is there any last remarks that either of you guys had? I feel like we had a pretty good talk about the economy and where we want to see it go. No, I mean, I think, I think we pretty well covered it. Okay, fantastic. Groovis, do you have anything else? Okay, nope. cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, I certainly had a good time. I love talking about the economy and player trading as a whole. I love how it ties into base building. Yep. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where the economy goes. Oh, um, I do have one last closing remark too. Uh, after you watch the video that we mentioned in the very beginning, you might ask yourself, when? Uh, well, we a lot of us were expecting Tony Zervik to talk at uh, CitizenCon 2953. He did not, but he did say that the economy team is in a really great place. Um, they've finished virtually most of the work uh, on the economy. What they're waiting on now is server meshing. So they can actually, you know, implement it, tweak it, get it working the way they want. So it's it's come a long way. It's in a really great place. It is on pause just so they can focus on server meshing, get it out because it is necessary tech. Um, just that's just kind of my closing remark. So yeah, man, server meshing is gonna it's gonna be huge. A lot of a lot of things are riding on that economy yep. included. So anyway, that's that's that. I think yep. we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, Groupus, for being here. Yep, we'll go and, uh, as always. Yeah, we'll we'll yep. uh, provide links with the uh, video of the sites that we mentioned. Uh, appreciate everybody coming in to watch us today, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.